This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to cricket, there's only one spirit of the game. A spirit so refined that it makes you more correct than the umpire. A spirit so crisp that it makes racism look like light banter. A spirit so buoyant you could forget that England is losing the ashes to Australia on home soil. Oh, yes, no, no, top me up, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Presenting the only spirit of the game that counts, MCC Gin. Cheers! Fueling the entitlement of the Maryland Cricket Club members since some... Oh, I forget. One of those... MCC Gin, yes, as appointed to the Queen, Her Majesty, when she was the first woman to set foot in the Holy Long Room. Ever, ever, ever. Oh, oh hear that? Is that a woman in the Long Room? <laughs> MCC Gin, the spirit of the game. For sore losers, it's the perfect tonic. Make mine a hat trick. The following program contains medium coarse language and traces of nuts. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Comedians, experts, laughing at the world as it burns down around us. <laughs> this is Are you ready? a rational fear. Tonight, Instagram launches a Twitter rival called Threads, answering the question everyone's been asking, can you have cum gutters and still be interesting with 500 characters and less? And PwC tipped off Google about the government tax plans. Google said they already knew, but thanks very much anyway. And Donald Trump Jr. has cancelled his tour, saying that if he wanted to perform to nobody in Australia and lose tonnes of money, he'd register for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It's the 7th of July, and I'm a big baby. This is a rational thing. This is a rational fear. Yes, welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, Instagram Threads account holder, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that lasts the week's most pressing news. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. They're a cabaret capitalist and TV producerist. It is Alice Tovey. Welcome to Rational Fear, Alice. Capitalist? How dare you? I'm all about... No, a cabaret... Seizing a cabaret capitalist. You know, you're, you're putting on... You're going to break even on your shows. That's Come on. true. I do have to. I don't always. But yes, Merry Financial New Year. Yes, yes, this is the uh, financial new fear, this episode of the show. Alice, you're a new resident to Sydney. Um, Welcome. Um, What's your first impression of the place? Thank you so much. Um, First impression, crowded, uh, loud, love it. (laughs) I mean, I'm in the big city, baby. I've made the big times. Did you move here from Antarctica? What kind of talk is that? (laughs) I got off a greyhound bus, Lewis. I was wide-eyed from a small town. (laughs) In Nebraska, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the finance podcaster, the Povo Generation. It's the host of My Millennial Money, 
Glenn James. Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's going to be a, a wild time discussing all this important news. Mm. <laughs> Glenn, how's the avocado metric holding up in these tricky times? Are millennials are still not allowed to eat avocado? I, I think so. I mean, I just got back from Bali and I ordered breakfast and it cost me $9 and I'm pretty sure I still ripped off. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> And you haven't even got Bali belly yet. No, not yet. And our final guest has got a big announcement, but will he say it here first? It's Lewis Hobber. Hello. Lewis. Can you announce your announcement yet? I can. Do you want me to wait till the end of the plugs, though, or do you want me to do it now? Oh, yes, let's wait till the end of the plugs. Oh, my oh, God, great. that's so oh. much sizzle. I'm so excited. Dan, I've got to tell you how to make money. You've got to do the announcement after you do the ad break. Mm. Oh, right, right, right. This is why we have the only person <laughs> who makes money on, their, on the podcast, <laughs> on the show here today, Glenn James, host of the My Millennial Money podcast, Probably the, the the most successful money-making podcast in Australia, would you say, Glenn? No, I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a big announcement. We've got a new Patreon supporter, Lauren. Uh, Lauren paid up for the whole year, straight up. She, she put down all the month's money that she was going to dedicate to the show, all on this month. So thank you, Lauren. Uh, if you do so, sign up to the Patreon, you get an ad-free, sponsor-free version of the show, as well as access to the Discord with a bunch of other hundred or so Irrational Fears superfans to discuss what's what. All right, let's get into the fears. This week's first fear, cocaine was found at the White House. Officials are investigating how a small bag of cocaine ended up in the White House on Sunday when it was found on the ground floor of the West Wing near the visitors' tour section there uh, where people are instructed to leave their mobile phones. The White House was evacuated initially until testing was confirmed that it actually was cocaine, but there is absolutely no indication that the cocaine's discovery disrupted White House operations. <laughs> Fearmongers, <laughs> who brings cocaine on the White House tour? Did somebody just think, well, it is the White House, I should bring my white cocaine with me? Oh, who brings cocaine, Dan? An absolute legend is who brings cocaine <laughs> to the White House. It's the first time that cocaine's been found in the White House actually since Donald Trump Jr. single-handedly reopened the Suez Canal, which is what he calls his nasal cavity. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think they should um, give it to Biden before the next uh, State of the Union, see if he can cut that thing down from like an hour to 15 minutes. Oh. Guys, I got some really cool ideas. Listen up. <laughs> they, they must prop that guy up like all day long. And, and he's probably like walking around the White House going, oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely not anthrax. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I'd love to know which member of the Secret Service it was that was just like, Hey guys, look. I, I, I don't this. want you to tell you. I, I don't. I don't want you to know how I know this. But that's cocaine. <laughs> but if you, if you read between the lines, you can see that they allow staff members to take friends on a private tour in the White House, mm. usually on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. It's like, hey guys, snow party, uh, Oval Office, Saturday Avo. You keen? I did love that Joe Biden made a big point saying, oh, no, we were all at Camp David, which is such like a year 11 excuse. Like, nah, (laughs) mum, it can't be mine. I was on school camp. (laughs) <laughs> I really enjoyed that That the bag was found where the tourists were told just to leave their bags at the door. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, my baggies too. Yeah. yeah, you'd never get that in Sydney. They're like, this bag is worth more than a Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at like the highest um, use of cocaine in Australia, it's in Canberra. The, oh, is um, it? The, the Washington of Australia. So it's <laughs> like the idea that it's a surprise that people in power – Government, 
any kind of elite position with money, use cocaine, is like the least surprising thing to anyone in the world. I can't, if anything, I'm surprised that this A, hasn't happened before, or B, made the news. Like any journalist, journalists, you absolute dogs. <laughs> the amount of cocaine I have seen journalists personally use, every time I see a journalist write a story about cocaine, I'm like, I bet you put it up your nose. <laughs> it is air. You absolute hypocritical coward. See, do you know if our oh. cocaine has ever been found in Australian Parliament? That's a, that's something I'd love to see at the um, the big winter ball. Oh, if you buy cocaine in Australia, you leave none behind. Like mm. it is. <laughs> so, Lewis, what? So, what do you actually think, Lewis? <laughs> what do I really think? Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I think we should legalize cocaine, Glam. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Lewis. It, it definitely cocaine should definitely go on the PBS. That's uh, that's for sure. <laughs> this is. A rational fear. He didn't get cancelled. He's just a big baby who isn't very popular. This week's second fear, Barbie Brain has taken over the Australian media, just like the filmmakers and marketers have properly planned. There are hot takes everywhere about Barbie, including this very stupid one from the SMH style editor, whose article reads, Living doll Margot Robbie can do better than dressing like Barbie. On the Barbie press tour, the Australian actor and producer is playing a dangerous game of dress-ups. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Far out. Maybe Damien Woolnow is right. Margot Robbie, the actor who is playing the titular Barbie, should be dressing up like Play-Doh <laughs> on the Barbie promotional tour. Dressing up is so dangerous, that's why she gets paid millions of dollars to do it as a job. Fearmongers, has Barbie Brain taken over your media diets? Like, what do they expect her to dress as? Like, oh, she should be bluey like an Australian icon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that Will Farrell's the CEO of Mattel in the movie, and I haven't seen it yet, guys. I'm going tomorrow night, but I, wa- <laughs> I want him to be Magatu from Zoolander in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. Mattel has 45 other IP properties in the works that are being touted as movie material. Let me read you out a few. I would love to know what the fear mongers think. Mattel is working on an Uno heist comedy with Lil Yachty based around an, the Atlanta hip-hop scene. So is Lil Yachty the setting or a performer? <laughs> Wait. Little Yachty is a hip hop artist from Atlanta. Little Yachty, an Uno, and yeah, you're telling me Little Lil Yachty, Yachty, the rapper. Yeah, that's it. Is Little Yachty, be the in rapper. The Uno movie. Draw four, Lewis. So, you yeah, heard it first. Some quick context for Little Yachty. If you know nothing of it, I mean, this this is finally a story that brings together my two worlds, my irrational <laughs> fear life, and the ninety nine percent of my life outside of this, which is deep in Lil Yachty territory. Um, <laughs> Lil Yachty is a um, rapper whose like, breakthrough was being a model in Kanye West's Yeezy runway shows. His nickname is Lil Boat and he is like, if you don't like mumble rap, if you, are like, if you aren't deep into that, you, w- you would listen to this and think it was a joke. Like I personally enjoy the work of Lil Yachty, but I completely understand people are like, this man sounds like he is doing a parody of what music sounds like in 2023. Um, and... <laughs> He is not an actor. Um, and he, he, him being in the Uno movie, this has like broken my brain. No, 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 Lewis, a a heist comedy based on Uno. Uno. <laughs> it's a heist what? comedy. He's going to do comedy. That hasn't is, been done much. <laughs> that's crazy. 
That's these All right, people that, have that lost just... their minds. There has been. There, I don't know if there's been any stories about cocaine use in Hollywood, Dan, but I'm suspecting there might be some around. <laughs> okay, so Get Out star Daniel Kaluuya is making an A24 type film about Barney. So that's coming down the line. Barney the dinosaur. Barney the Dinosaur, like some kind of indie, quirky indie film about Barney. Mattel is also uh, trying to create a Magic the 8-Ball movie and they got the guys who who made Cocaine Bear, they're turning it into a horror film. Oh, I hope it's about finally someone cracking open a Magic 8-Ball and drinking the liquid inside. That's what I want to see. (laughs) (laughs) That one feels Uh, like the most plausible so far, I think. Okay, well, what about this? J.J. Abrams is producing a gritty movie about Hot Wheels. That one might actually be good. No, hmm. Glenn, don't fall for this. Don't <laughs> no, fall I'm, for Big Mattel. I've fallen. I, I, I mean, he's fallen. He's done a loop to loop. He zipped out the other side. <laughs> yeah. Mark Foster, James Bond director, is doing a live action thriller of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> no, this these is are these jokes. are all these, these are, are all, jokes. Do you, where no, did you get these? These are all things. These, these are all are things that, that have been reported. These are all things that have been reported in, I don't in, believe the, you. in the trade I banks. simply don't believe. I know the world is insane, but I don't believe the world is that insane. Would you believe that Vin Diesel is planning another franchise with Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Actually, you know those, yes. Like, that's the yeah. most believable. Hungry Hippos. That one I'm into. And then I, I, don't know, I don't know what this is going to be, but MGM and Mattel are also creating a movie about Viewmaster. You know those old 80s things you put on your eyes and you click through the pictures? How are they going to make that a movie? You can only fit eight slides on one disc. It sounds like also like what Viewmaster is is a very slow movie. Like it's just pictures sliding by your eyes, which is what a film is. So maybe Mm. it's just they'll re-release all films that they've ever done but at like one-eighth of the speed. (laughs) (laughs) A really slow gif. (laughs) Folks, what would you like to see as a toy being turned into a movie? Would you, do you have any ideas? I mean, I'd like to see like a gritty reboot of G.I. Joe coming home from deployment trying to deal with his PTSD. Well, that they did be... that. They did G.I. Jane not that long ago, if you recall. Yeah, it's what got Chris G. Rock not... punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see Monopoly with you, Dan, like trying to buy a house. <laughs> in 2023. And Donald Trump's the actual guy in the movie. Mm. <laughs> See, I reckon we could get a fun Connect Four movie going. If you, I don't know, get Scorsese on the blower, Al Pacino could be in it. I could just see him yelling, Connect Four, in the Al Pacino voice. There's there's a movie there in that impression. I think it, you tell what, that would, that's actually great. You know what I see that? I see that as like an Ocean's Eleven, but there's only four of them. So you have to, at the start, instead of like assemble the team, Someone, let's be honest, it's Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. says while he's eating a burger, we need to connect four. And then they get four. <laughs> it's the, he calls up his four friends. They go out. It's it's actually kind of a heist. Let's get Lil Yachty involved. It's a heist film. I'm loving it so far. And the sequel can be Connect Five. Damn, it's got Julia Roberts in it playing herself. I'm loving this. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's just relentless. All these toys being turned into movie IP. It's like, which is like the sales job here. Is the movie selling the toys or are the toys selling the movie? It's like, it kind of gets into very murky territory about how that, how that whole industry works. I I think it's literally just like the theory is if you have heard of something, whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, you're just more likely to see it. Like if you go, they're making a sad Thomas the Tank Engine movie, Christopher Nolan's going to direct it. It's going to go for five hours. <laughs> You're like, 
that's fucking crazy. But then there is a little part <laughs> of you that's like, I kind of might need to see that to see what they've done with the thing I know. Yeah, I want to. I want to know what happens to Gordon. <laughs> no, I think you should just exit all movies through the gift shop like you have to do at museums and you can buy toys of whatever you see. So yeah, if you see Oppenheimer, you can walk out with a little Killian Murphy. If you go and see The Father starring Anthony Hopkins, you've got your own little Anthony Hopkins to take home and be sad with you. <laughs> just slowly declining. <laughs> These IP things are going to be all mashed up soon. Soon we'll see like Shallow Howe starring the Fat Controller. Yeah, I was, I, was, be... I was just about to say the risk of being cancelled you know, I thought he was called the Fat Controller back in the day, but he he was. I was just he I was. He's Sir yeah. Toppin Hat now. I am deep in Thomas <sighs> Wait, Law, everyone. Sorry, I am just finding out about this. This is crazy. Mm. We can't body shame the Fat Controller anymore. Sorry, we can't Sir Toppin Hat anymore, Lewis. But we He's... weren't. He, we were fat celebrating. Not in the <laughs> eyes of the the woke army. At he was Sodor. the boss. He was in charge. He I was. honestly. <laughs> he really was. I can't believe the Barbie, like in everything that's going on, like with body image, all that stuff that they pulled off this Barbie movie. Like it's pretty yeah. wild. Well, this is the whole thing. So, you know, Greta Gerber is directing. She's kind of known Greta, Greta who? Gerwig. Sorry, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> not, not Greta Garbo, the, the Greta Hollywood Greta actress Garbo. from the 30s. <laughs> we no, brought Greta. her back. We, we AI'd her from death. She directed a film. <laughs> Oh, as long as, yeah, I, I'm actually keen to see it. Is that weird? See, or have that's they just how they got, got you. They got like, you, well, they? that's it. That's how they, it's the same thing when like they announced that they were doing a Facebook movie. Your first thought is huh. there is huh. like a marketing thing where yeah. when someone tells you the worst idea of all time, you kind of go, fuck, I need to see if they pull this off. And I guess <laughs> that the like- Facebook movie... Dan really inviting did. me on irrational fear. Like, don't worry, Glenn. Uh, there have been lesser people on irrational oh. fear, including <laughs> myself. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I actually went to the I went to the world premiere of the Emoji Movie because I was friends with uh, the guy who ran Emojipedia. I thought you were about right. to say and you were friends with the guy who played the talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> My best friends are emojis. <laughs> oh. And um, I, I kind of didn't expect to enjoy it at all, but I had a really good time mm. despite it being completely, you know, terrible film. Uh, it's one of those things where you're at the world premiere of a movie and you're just going to have fun at the world premiere of a movie anyway. Like, you know, well, I got I got a photo with Jennifer Coolidge. So, you know, <gasps> that was pretty cool. Worth, was she, which emoji was Jennifer Coolidge? Oh, I don't know. She was she was in the film. Um, I also got a photo with Mario Lopez because I think he looks like Mark Fennell and I just wanted a photo with Mario Lopez. <laughs> he does. And, and to show Mark Fennell that I was hanging out with Mark Fennell. But, Dan, did you go to the world premiere of Mission Impossible last week? No, but every every mother's son did. Yeah. Did you go, Lewis? Uh, no, I was invited, but uh, I have a child and um, because of that <laughs> I haven't done anything on a weeknight in six months. So, uh, you turned down Tom Cruise for your child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bar story. I got, I got to tell you, it was not a hard decision. <laughs> when has your baby dove out of a plane and broken her foot, Lewis? <laughs> Show me That's that true. take. She does her own stunts, but they're mostly shit related. And let me tell you, I don't think Mr. Cruz could pull them off. Honestly, love her work. Yeah. They're the oh, same man. height. Um, she could be his stunt double. <laughs> it's a bit like Q&A on crack. This is a rational fear. 
This week's third fear. Now, many folks would be listening to the show, would be very concerned about the cost of living right now, but we have got a cost of living um, uh, sensei with us on the podcast. Glenn James from the My Millennial Podcast is with us. Glenn, cost of living right now is crazy. Mm. Interest rates are crazy. How? What is like the number one strategy for dealing with cost of living crisis? Um, I think when things get really tight, and tough, you've got to get micro on your budget. Like, you know, I was thinking a few years ago, like no one actually knew or cared what their power bill was. Like, but now it's getting tighter. We start to pay attention for uh, with our bills. So I, I honestly think you've just got to control what you can control and you'll still see that, um, you know, the needs will really become apparent when you're doing like your wants versus needs and, whether you're buying groceries, you might, you know, go, oh, I really love that bloody Kinder Surprise, Lewis, but um, <laughs> can't do it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a one. It's not a need. Hey, Glenn, <laughs> say what you want. You can't take that little toy away from me. That's all I have left in this world. That's, That's my it. house. That little egg. <laughs> That's your nest egg, and it is delicious. But yeah, I, I just think like, like anything, you've just got to control what you can control. It's the main thing. What are some of the easiest gains? What are like some yeah. of the easiest low-hanging fruit that people can really sort their money out with? Yeah, I reckon if you've got a mortgage, even though the interest rates have gone up every 10 minutes, um, you need to call your bank or lender or mortgage broker and get a rate review. You know, I did that at the start of the year, I think, and they just reviewed the rate and I saved hundreds of dollars a month just from one phone call and that was real money. Really line by line, looking at your budget and making some tough calls because we know that your budget, it sounds, it feels so weird to be talking seriously on this podcast. <laughs> no, but you need to realize that you're, you're talking to, well, I don't want to speak for Alice and Dan, but someone who owns nothing, expects to never own anything, mm. uh, it lives on a, in a weird life that, um, could end at any moment financially. <laughs> Lewis, you know, bless you is... for thinking I own anything. That is the nicest <laughs> well, thing anyone said. You could have, you could be a nepo baby. I don't know. Maybe you were born rich. I didn't I want to make assumptions. <laughs> Unfortunately, you do seem to work quite hard, which suggests that I don't think you are a nepo baby. I'm so sorry. Listen to my Bart Simpson voice. Like, this is the voice of a scrappy fighter in the cost of living crisis. <laughs> but they're like, there's only four things that you can really do with your budget, right? Uh, you can increase income. So, you know, that might not be an option for people. Two, you can decrease savings. So if stuff's more expensive and you are saving money, well, you either increase income to keep paying for your stuff or decrease savings if you are saving money. The next one is to review line items. So if you've got a line item of subscriptions, for example, you know, I was looking at mine the other day and like I've got bloody Amazon, Netflix, friggin' Stan, Foxtel. Like, I'm just thinking this is ridiculous and it all just creeps in one by one. Oh. So you can review a line item and cut some subscriptions or you can... What are you going to cut, Glenn? What are you going to cut? What's the first one to go? Probably Stan. Oh, <gasps> Ouch. But how will you watch every season of RuPaul's Drag Race, Glenn? <laughs> this is, oh, well, who's to say I haven't already? <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> Zing. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's really tough. Yeah, and then the last one is to cut something out completely. So it, it could be, um, you know, cutting your 
Well, cutting your rational fear subscription out completely. But <gasps> no, no, you're not Glenn, doing that. You? <laughs> you are not uh, yeah. doing that. Glenn, let me tell you, as someone who has access to the Patreon dashboard, I can tell you a lot of people have been doing that in this oh. cost of living crisis. Oh. <laughs> oh, look, guys, let's, let's it, it, real it, talk. It, it's a, Dan, yeah, it's are you safe? Are you okay, Dan? <laughs> Are you fair? No, we like, did the opposite. Fair enough. Good. Like, as in, you know, obviously we hope people can pay when they can, but like, mm. we should be on the top of your list when it comes Absolutely. to things to go. Like, pay for heating, pay for food, you know. Maybe we'll feed be your fine kids. in our tents yeah. and my little egg that I live in. Yeah. May I ask, Glenn, do you have yep. any financial advice for someone who's chosen a career in comedy? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds Dan, like my mum and going, dad. Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay. This is this is okay. It's a really good one because you're in a career that is niched, right? And yes, those. It's kind of like the, an entertaining career, right? There is a pyramid, and only a few get to the very top and really, really, really do well. So the thing is, how do you get to that top part of? Start a podcast, start a podcast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, start, start a podcast, basically. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at um, the way the world goes with music with music now, right? So unless you're really Taylor Swift, you're not making heaps of money. Where 20 years ago, like The Living End, Eskimo Joe, they were like the last wave of like decent music that were, well, I don't know if it's decent, some people might not think so, but big quote-unquote music that were printing lots of money but because they are still the living on that black fingernails red wine that's money. right they really are and um so if you fast forward now the way that you know technology is in the arts like because it's such a commodity what do you do to stand out and not just be a commodity whether it is you know podcast or i don't i don't know um but you've just got to keep hustling i would say draw a line in the sand and say I'm going to go hard at this for the next one year, two years, whatever that is. And I did it with my podcast. Like I started the podcast, which is now, you know, entertainment art type weird. It's, you know, it's great that I do it for a living, but I'm like, I'm going hard for 12 months. If it's, I'm going to throw everything at it, do all that I can. If it doesn't work after that, I have to make a call because I could be wasting heaps of time and I don't want to be that 55-year-old actor in Hollywood serving tables waiting to make it. Where, look, you still might, but I think it's more about, okay, what can I do with my career to really make the best use of my time and effort and then do it more on the side maybe. And then if it happens on the side, you haven't had all that opportunity cost of your career. See, what struck me there, Glenn, you mentioned the pyramid and getting to the top of the pyramid, and I've done my share of improv comedy, and that's a mm. different type of pyramid. That's a scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So, look, it's it's it's. But really Alice, hard, you got yeah. in on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think you just got to, you know, go at it as hard as you can, as fast as you can. And the problem was, I would probably give yourself another couple of years because anything in the arts and entertainment, COVID really kind of pressed pause on that. So... Um, you've got to get out there and um, everyone listening, support artists like Dan and Lewis, the podcast here and, <laughs> you know. I'm not an artist. <laughs> oh, it, I, sorry. I, no, Alice. Glenn, I'm, I'm, I'm busting Alice your Alice is the artist, Alice. Yeah. 
I'm like, is this your podcast as well, is it? Um, but support Alice with everything that she does. Oh, bless you. There but you go, That's Glenn. very that's sweet advice, say. Glenn. I expected you just to tell us that we were all silly for choosing a career telling jokes, but that was very nice. No, well, like, you've got to this do is, it because... This is one of the things about Glenn's podcast. Can I just... Can I- Give you a pump up here, Glenn. Sure. Glenn's podcast was uh, one of the first podcasts I listened to when I returned from America broke and I was, you know, 36 or something completely, had nothing in my bank account. I had very, very low super and I started listening to Glenn's podcast and it really put me on the straight and narrow. It's always filled with great advice about how you can slowly rebuild your financial life and live a better life. Mm. So, yeah, that's a that's a big pump up for you, Glenn, but it's true. Yeah. Well, Alice, after this, I'll also, and to you, Lewis, as well, I'll um, I'll get your address and I'll send you a copy of my two books and you can, um, they're really great <laughs> monitor stands. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my, uh, my girlfriend Alex is a huge fan of the podcast. I know she's listened to it a lot and she often tries to, you know, impart some of the advice on me and it, it hasn't stuck, but that's not your fault. It's not hers. There's only one person whose fault that is, and you're Tom looking Cruise. at it. Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> this is a rational fear. If you're not a Patreon member, you'll be hearing a whole bunch of ads right now. If you are a Patreon member, you're going to be hearing some extra fear. We're going to be talking more about Barbie and why it's about to be banned in Vietnam. Dan, when I say the word Australia to you, what's the word you want to say right after? You say Australia again, really emphatically. Australian. Welcome. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Are you from here? What the say hell it again. Is going say Australian from? again. Say Australian again. Damn. Okay. Australian. Ethical. Oh, great. Okay. I was thinking cricket team, but tell me about Australian <laughs> ethical. Well, you know who is ethical? The Australian cricket team, because they play by the rules. They're, they're very well, good. Well, Dan, I think you're skipping past Sandpaper Gate. <laughs> well, the new, the new Australian cricket team. The, the newest the, the Cummins, under, the, the Cummins-led cricket the Cummins team. Era. The Cummins era of cricket team play by the mm. rules and they play tough, they get results and mm. they play fair. That's what they. That's what mm. they do. They're not. not they're not out to be uh, cheaters like we used to be. <laughs> that's cumball, Dan. When you play cumball, <laughs> you play by the rules. And speaking of playing by the rules, Australian Ethical love to play by the rules, and they love money too. Uh, and they want you to have lots of money as well. And they are. They're a whole bunch of people who also like to play hard, play fair, and they like to play in the fairest. Of circumstances. So if they see other companies that aren't being fair, they take their money away from them and then put the money towards solutions. That is Australian Ethical, uh, our favourite uh, superannuation and financial services company in Australia. Well, I'm not just being paid to say that, Lewis. I'm not just being paid to say that. No, they I mean, are, you are, are but well, you're not just yeah, being yeah. paid to say which that. Is, um, yeah, which is in itself uh, ethical that we're telling you that. That is it for Irrational Fear. Big thank you to all of our guests this week. Glenn James from My Millennial Money, Alice Tovey, and, of course, Lewis Hobber. Let's get our plugs underway. Lewis, you can go last. Alice, let's hear from you first. What would you like to plug? Dan, I've got nothing going on. It's a beautiful time of year where Australians are in Edinburgh and I'm at home. But, uh, yeah, go to my website. Uh, You can see if I've got any gigs upcoming there. And, yeah, Google my name to read my little thoughts. (laughs) Glenn James. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, if you want to listen to more money crap, you can listen to My Millennial Money or um, or Dan's podcast. But no, I, I would really just... I just want to encourage everyone who listens to this, if you got some money, flick it over to Dan because he 
<laughs> he he one needs it, uh, but two, <laughs> but two, you know, I, I you know I tell a lot of my sponsors I can be bought, wink, uh, but Dan's legit. He will be crowdfunded and you know powered powered by the people. Where I um I don't do it that way, so I would encourage everyone to support. The podcast financially. Oh, we're, we're sponsored by Australian Ethical. It's a big superannuation company. They don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis, what would you like to plug? Dan, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, look, if you Here love, we go. If you love podcasts, guess what? We do. I oh, have got a, a new, new podcast. One. I have oh, a new yay! podcast. I have a new podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, it is called Silver Bullet. Uh, it is a podcast that I'm starting with my friend Michael Hing, who people might know as my radio co-host on Hobber and Hing. Uh, and it's I'm really excited about it. But the, you can go and follow it on all the things now. Um, the first like little episode zero with the introduction is out at the moment. Um, but yeah, you can uh, the first three episodes will be out on Wednesday. And let me tell Thanks. you the story of this podcast. So Please do yeah. It's called Silver Bullet, and it's about Hing and I, two people who are broken in the brain, looking for the quickest fix we can that will solve everything. So each week we have a really incredible person come on who tells us the thing that they genuinely believed at some point would fix their life. Then Hing and I try it and then we all review it. So we've got people like um, Australian of the Year Grace Tame. We have people like comedian Tom Cardi. We have people like Veronica Milsom. We have Abby Chatfield. We have all sorts of incredible people across this podcast all coming on and pitching their weird and wacky solutions that will fix Literally everything as quickly as possible. You'll have uh, Glenn James on there as one day as well. I will. I'll have Glenn James on. Um, what's your silver bullet, Glenn? What do you? What's the thing that you do to that you, you think you'll um, have to improves wait, your I, life? I want to know. Like, I know the silver bullet is like exercise and eat less. I know that apparently works, but I don't do it. Can I use something mm. that I don't do? No, it needs to be something that you have tried and that you. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to have worked, but you need you needed to believed. You needed to have belief that it would work. Yeah, I automated all my spending and cash flow and money system and I started to save money and have money for bills and never stress out financially ever again. What? Oh yeah, that was my silver bullet. How did you that do that? That is such a smart answer to that question. Like, I just learned in recent years to put mayonnaise on the outside of toasties to make <laughs> them go browner. <laughs> It's really fun. Um, it's going to be on all the podcast places. It's also going to be on YouTube. We've been filming them. Uh, it's uh, going to be great. When are you launching? We're launching on uh, Wednesday the 12th of July. Right. Oh, how brilliant. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, we're really pumped about it. You're welcome on my show anytime to promote it. So Thanks, Glenn. I'd love to. If, if you need someone on who has never been able to save money <laughs> and spends recklessly, then I'm your guy. <laughs> No, I've had Dan on. <laughs> what are you plugging, Dan? We're gonna, we can plug our two live shows we've got coming up. We've got the Women in Media Conference coming up in September 9, and also we're going to the Torres Strait, baby. We're going to be doing a show on the 18th of September on Thursday Island in the Bowls Club there, and I just booked a headliner who is really excited to join us, Lewis. Dane Simpson, our good oh. friend, oh, is going to be coming up. Dane. To Love do that. a show with us. We're going to be talking about The Voice and hanging out with other Torres Strait Islander comedians awesome. up there. That is going to be really, really fun. And, um, yeah, please, 
<laughs> we need to pay for it, so please become a Patreon supporter. <laughs> also, big thank you to Road Mics, who we got our first batch of gear from, Australian Ethical, all of Not our, our second. supporters. <laughs> also, Jacob Round on the Teppanyaki timeline. Thank you so much. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal land in the Eora Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical.